Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now this is the drive at 530 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli the court is adjourned with the judge in the Trump uh, civil fraud trial, even though it's not civil. There's nothing civil about this. Making jokes as he wraps it up. Uh, we'll find out if Donald Trump is going to speak as he will exit the courthouse probably momentarily. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And tens of thousands of Chinese nationals cross the border illegally in a matter of months. What's going on with that? What's up with all these Chinese nationals crossing our border illegally? We'll talk about that. Uh, A doctor blew the whistle on a transgender clinic, and now the feds are going after him. And the prosecutor in the case, Fannie Willis, against Trump in Georgia, uh, splurged on lavish trips along with um, her boyfriend, while that guy's ex-wife struggled financially without any means of financial support, according to court documents. So we'll get into that as well. But let's begin with Ukraine, shall we? Because there's a uh, very damaging report that came out today. That is, uh, we have no idea where a lot of stuff is. A lot of stuff we gave Ukraine. From the far right-wing New York Times, United States military aid to Ukraine was poorly tracked, Pentagon report says. Now, the headline, of course, is a pro-Ukraine headline. In the better way to write this would be, um, we lost 40,000 weapons we sent to Ukraine. 40,000. The report found that American officials and diplomats had failed to quickly or fully account for all of the nearly 40,000 weapons sent to the front. From the far right-wing New York Times, more than $1 billion worth of shoulder-fired missiles. And this is the top story of the day of this hour, brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com for that beautiful smile you deserve. I had my cleaning with Dr. Mike yesterday, as a matter of fact. More than $1 billion worth of shoulder-fired missiles, kamikaze drones, and night vision goggles that the United States has sent to Ukraine have not been properly tracked by American officials. A new Pentagon report concluded, raising concerns that they could be stolen or smuggled at a time when Congress is debating whether to send more military aid to Kiev. By the way, on a separate note, there is a rebellion going on, thankfully so, among the conservative members of the House. There's not many, but there are some, including our buddy Scott Perry, 
who are saying we have to deal with the spending. And they are they are openly rebelling against the Speaker of the House, who once again is acting like your typical Paul Ryan, John Boehner, Kevin McCarthy speaker, wanting to spend lots and lots of money. So maybe we'll get uh, Congressman Scott Perry back on the show to talk more about that tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, and John Fetterperson. You heard in the news this report about South Africa taking the side of the Palestinians. But let me, before I get into this Ukraine stuff, let me play this clip for you of John Fetterperson. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, My theory is that there was this rumor going on the Internet for a while that John Fetterperson had a body double. And there were all these pictures out there showing this person and comparing them with John Fetterperson from years ago and saying this guy is not the same person. And I would get these pictures sent to me by my conspiracy friends. And I, I, I mean that with all due respect. We, we joke about that as a thing. Like if there's a conspiracy anywhere, they know about it. They send it to me. If two particular friends in mind, they will immediately get it to my attention. Not all the time, actually. Sometimes there's stuff that's so, so wacky they don't even send it to me. But I yell at them for that. I'm like, I want to know. You got to send me everything. I will decide. But anyway, they, for, for months, they were sending me these pictures of John Fetterperson's body double. And this conspiracy was out there. One day, John Fetterman actually addressed it and said, this is ridiculous, the idea that I have a body double. But my theory is he did. He does. And the body double is now John Fetterman. Here's what I mean. If you ever saw the movie Dave with Kevin Klein, it's a great movie. It's very entertaining. So the president in that movie has a massive stroke. And the Secret Service goes out at the orders of the White House chief of staff. And they get this guy who does a great impression of him and looks like him to act as the president because they don't want to give up his power. And he does what he's told for a while until he eventually decides, hey, listen, first lady is on my side. I can pull this off. I can be the president. And then he starts changing the policy direction of the White House. And the movie is great. It's very good. If you have not seen Dave, of course, you know, like every other Hollywood movie, the ending skews a little left, but it's okay. It's it. it well worth it. Well worth the movie. There's a great scene where they um, they leave the White House through the uh, old tunnel that JFK used to use, apparently, allegedly back in the day to see his gumadas. Uh, and um, they have to get back in through the, through the White House gate. This is back when Pennsylvania Avenue was open for vehicle traffic. And there's a great scene there where they pull up to the gate and the Secret Service, uniform Secret Service agent, says, uh, sir, do you mind if I ask how you got out? And the first lady says the president wanted some ice cream and they pull back in. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a cute movie and a nice little love story. And but the point is that the body double ultimately began affecting policy and took over as the president. I think the same thing happened with John Fetterman. I think we are watching Dave in real life here with John Fetter person. We are. We're watching the movie Dave play out in real life. Because this is what John Fetterperson just said regarding the story about South Africa, what they are doing in their support of, uh, of Pal- the Palestinians. At the very same time, they are waging war on farmers. There, there's this rebellion going on by farmers throughout Europe and other countries around the world. It has not gotten a lot of national news attention here in our country. And perhaps I will be able to touch on it in more detail, which is there's so much going on right here. But happening in germany it's happening in france it's happening in a lot of countries around the world it's happening in south africa you have this rebellion happening um, among farmers and um anyway this is what john Fetterperson's body double uh, said who are we who are they really fighting it's a group of cowards 
They hide in tunnels. They hide behind civilians. They attack, kill, and mutilate children, women, and they do that. Stop talking about proportion on that. They shot their best shot on October 7th, and they would have taken more lives if they couldn't do that, but they couldn't do it. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're talking about genocide. And now South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being able to sit this one out when they're talking about criticizing. Uh, and by the way, the German Chancellor Schultz has an approval rating of about 20%. The, the rebellion that's going on there among farmers is, is amazing. I, I will get into that in some more detail, but I mean, good for John Fetterperson's body double. Why don't we just call him Dave from now on? Why don't we do that? Just to make it easier. Why don't we just call him Dave? His name might be Dave, for all we know. You know what I mean? Can you find me the clip of John Fetterman denying he had a body double? Just, I just want to, I want to point out that this was the thing that he actually addressed at one point. So my theory is, this is my theory, and I'm not joking about this, although it sounds like a joke, but it's really not. My theory is this. He had the stroke, and he went into the rehab center for his depression, and it was worse than people realized, and he got a body double, and, but he's still there. Like he's like, his body... The actual body of the senator is there, much like how in the movie Dave, the president was there just on an incubator in the in the White House bunker in the basement. So. I think John Fetterperson's body double, who will nickname Dave. You guys have seen that movie, right? You've never seen the movie, Dave? I've talked about no. it so many times on this show, and you never bothered to yeah, watch I, it? I, I feel like I've gotten the whole synopsis of just how many times you've talked about it. I don't, really, I don't really need to see it. But it's good. It's a great movie. The, the, the best part about that movie is that it really does remind people that power is truly perception. I mean, that's really what power is. Here's the Fetterman body double clip. This is what I mean. This is the... Um, so I'm, t- I'm telling you, this, is, this was not a conspiracy theory. This was a thing... That, I mean, it was a theory, but anyway, take a listen. Hey, everybody, it's me, Senator John Fetterman, and I just want you to know that I'm back and I'm feeling great, 100%. And, you know, during my time during the hospital, the fringy fringies really came up with a conspiracy that I have a, a body double. And I just want you to know that is just crazy. That's not true. And I, you know, dude, John, what event am I supposed to be doing this afternoon? Dude, really. Just the two of us. And so he had this joke in the video clip with his body double. <laughs> so, so Dave, Fetterperson, <laughs> we'll call it John Fetterman and Dave Fetterperson. That's how we'll distinguish between the two. That's what I mean. I just, I, it's just something is different. That's all I'm saying. Something is different. Something is very, very different here. And that's, that's all it is. All right. Um, so this, Ukraine, we lost all this stuff. We have no idea where it went. This is not the first time this has happened. And, and incidentally, it's not in addition to a billion dollars worth of, of stuff just disappearing. This report by the Defense Department Inspector General released on Thursday offers no evidence that any of the weapons have been misused after being shipped to a U.S. military logistics hub in Poland or set onward to Ukraine's front lines. But it found that American defense officials and diplomats in Washington and Europe had failed to quickly or fully account for many of the nearly 40,000 weapons that by law should have been closely monitored because their battlefield impact, sensitive technology, 
and relatively small size makes them attractive bounty for arms smugglers. There's not a record of the inventories being done, said the inspector general of the Pentagon, who is also the lead watchdog for American aid sent to help Ukraine's war effort. It doesn't mean they're not there or they're not being used, he said, but because of their sensitivity, their vulnerability to diversion or misuse or the consequences of that, it's particularly important to have this additional tracking and accountability in place. Now, John Kirby, the Pentagon or the uh, national security spokesperson, was asked about this today. Take a listen. There's a new uh, report out from the defense IG that says that American defense officials uh, didn't fully count for nearly 40,000 weapons uh, that the U.S. provided to Ukraine, sensitive uh, material, uh, small enough to be um, uh, bartered, put on the black market. Does the White House have any reaction, any concern about that report? Certainly, I'd refer you to the Defense Department for a more detailed reaction, but just let me broadly say uh, we have for many, many months now uh, been interested in improving improving, uh, accountability over uh, the end use of material that is provided to Ukraine. We have had that conversation with our Ukrainian partners, and they share our concerns about uh, accountability. Now, we share their concerns about accountability. Oh, thank you, John Kirby. That makes me feel so much better. The report did not detail exactly how many of the 39,139 high-risk pieces of material that were given to Ukraine were considered delinquent, but it put the potential loss at a billion dollars of the total $1.69 billion worth of the weapons that have been sent. As of last June, the latest data available, the United States had given Ukraine nearly 10,000 Javelin anti-tank missiles. 2,500 Stinger surface-to-air missiles and about 750 Kamikaze switchblade drones, 430 medium-range air-to-air missiles, and 23,000 night vision goggles. It also provided launcher parts for the Javelins and Stingers that were to be kept in stockpiles even after the missiles were fired. Now, most of this stuff you can get on Amazon.com and have it delivered directly to Ukraine. But we decided instead to buy it from our military-industrial complex community and have it shipped there. I think we could have saved the shipping costs by just having... We are... The United States of America is an Amazon Prime member. You get two free two-day shipping, and you could have had all this stuff sent directly, and then it wouldn't have been lost. But... That would not have helped the military industrial complex because most of that stuff from Amazon would be would have been made in China. You know what I mean? So and it's Fugazi stuff anyway, all those knockoffs. So anyway, so this was the real deal stuff made by our American weapons manufacturers here in the US. You know, like an anti-tank missile, I'm gonna guess a javelin anti-tank missile, Matt DeSantis, look this up for me. I'm gonna go with the price of that being fifty bucks. And and Javelin anti-tank missile being 50 (laughs) with tax and shipping, 75 bucks. Can I take the over? Sure. Again, I'm not really good at math. Maz asked me one time (laughs) what he thought. (laughs) Actually, I'll tell this story another time. They're uh, almost $200,000 a piece. $200,000 a piece. And who who makes them out of curiosity? Who makes the Javelin anti-tank missile? I don't know for a fact, but I would guess it's either Raytheon or Lockheed Martin, right? Yeah, and they're based in what? Um, which country? Uh, the U.S. The United States, sorry. Uh, what does a um, switchblade drone cost? A kamikaze switchblade drone. Now, I just bought my son a drone. Well, Santa did for Christmas. I got it at Best Buy. It was $100. 
So I'm going to go with a Kamikaze Switchblade drone is 100 bucks. Well, you buy them in bulk like that, like 750 You know what I mean? You get a Costco discount or something <laughs> like that. What is the cost of a Kamikaze Switchblade drone? Uh, looks like those are around $80,000 a piece. $80,000 a piece. It's a good deal. Not bad, right? Okay, fine. How about a uh, medium-range air-to-air missile? You know, if I you wanted to get a medium-range air-to-air missile, just, you know, asking for a friend. Like, hey, you know, want to stretch the Second Amendment like the left always suggests, and I want to get some medium-range air-to-air missiles. How much would that run me? Out of curiosity. Uh, I can't get a great price for you on this one, but it looks like it's in the $400,000 range. Okay, so we can buy one. <laughs> All right. Night vision goggles. Those are always fun. And I'm guessing these are not the kind of cheap ones you get for kids on Amazon.com. I'm guessing these are military grade. Military grade night vision goggles. What do you think they go for? I'm guessing 100 bucks. Military grade night vision goggles. What do you think? Uh, so you're going 100. You're off by a lot. Uh, it looks like the it looks like the best kind you can get are about $41,000 a set. For a freaking goggle? Yeah. $41,000 for a freaking night vision goggle? Yes. Oh, that they should definitely get on Amazon.com. They're a lot cheaper well, there. Well, there are cheaper versions of it, but if you want the best of the best, they're 41000 If you want a cheaper variety, it looks like you're in the $7,000 range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, there's the Rolls-Royce of, like, night vision goggles for close to $50,000, if that interests you. It does interest me, actually. Okay. <laughs> This is why I wish I, I wish I had fu money, as they call it. You'd go buy fifty thousand dollar night vision goggles in a heartbeat. If I had fu money, <laughs> that's terrible. A hundred percent, I would, and I would, I'd have people over to my house for a party, and I would hand out all my fifty thousand dollar night vision goggles. Your gift to take home with you, and I'd say, put them on. Let's turn off all the lights and just talk to each other in our night vision goggles that, if i had fu money that's the stuff i would do. that's a bad purchase i'd rather have the switchblade drone for 80k well i'm I, i've already bought that oh, with my both. fu okay, money yeah okay. no that's like you know that's that's what, we, what i would do is i put on your night vision goggles everybody watch my switchblade drone take off <laughs> in the dark and the yes what well, you have the rolls royce of night vision goggles matt desantis <laughs> i just said that So, yeah, I'm just, I mean, look, look, a cynical person, and I'm not by any means a cynical person, could, could, could assume that people want the war in Ukraine to keep going because they keep getting to make all this cool stuff and send it over there. And that if you're going to make all this cool stuff, there's not a lot of people that want to buy this stuff just for the FU value of it. Because uh, let's face it, who has a few money in this economy? So you, they, you, you really do need a war going on somewhere for all this stuff to, to, to be sold. You know what I mean? Like you need that. And that's where I get into the whole thing about the deep state, the swamp, and how they want war and all this stuff. Because in one example, a sample of 303 pieces of equipment sent to Ukraine between February 2022 and March 2023, the report found that American officials had accounted for 47 of them while passing through logistics centers in Poland and inventoried 15 that had arrived in Ukraine. By comparison, the report found Ukrainian officials were able to account for 73 pieces of equipment, meaning they were more assiduous assiduous about updating their inventories. 
The U.S. uh, Inspector General for the Pentagon said the United States officials had impressed the importance of ensuring appropriate accountability for the equipment upon Ukrainian forces. But this comes at a time right now where we're looking to give Ukraine another $61 billion. For example, they had these scanners they were given to Ukrainian forces. They were supposed to give them uh, a lot of them um, handheld barcode scanners. But only 10 had actually made it to the Ukrainian forces. And none of them are on the front lines. Now, again, the, the issue here with this stuff is that if the, if the stuff doesn't make it there, it's not like we go, oops, oh, well, good luck fighting the Russians. What we wind up doing is just sending them more stuff. That's the beauty of this. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of it. It's just, oh, well, what happened? You lost 43,000 night vision goggles at $40,000 a piece. All right, let's send you more night vision goggles. And if money becomes an issue, then they find $6 billion under the couch. Like, oh, what's this in my pocket? The other day, I um, I put on a pair of pants I hadn't worn since last winter. These pants I have on right now, as a matter of fact, they were, they were a little bit heavier, and so I put them away, you know what I mean? And I broke them out the other day, and I found $20 in my pocket. Imagine, that's like $6 billion in the Pentagon terms, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, oh, what's in here? Hey, they, oh, we got Ukraine needs more money. Um, has anybody checked their pan? Oh, whoa, what do I have here? I have a dry cleaning receipt. I have a candy wrapper and $6 billion. Great. Let's send it over to them. Kind of like that. Here's Nikki Haley um, going on about why the importance of the United States of America to continue in Ukraine. And this is why the establishment is solidly behind Nikki Haley. From last night's uh, debate, take a listen. Real quick, the real difference between you and Governor DeSantis and Donald Trump right now is the stance on the need to back the Ukrainians against the Russians. Where do you stand and what are your thoughts about Governor DeSantis saying it's a territorial dispute? DeSantis is completely wrong on this. This is not the time to get weak in the knees on Russia, which is what he's doing. This is the time to understand that the reason that Russia is trying to get our drones is because we've had weakness. The reason is because they hear this conversation. It's that same mentality that got us into the situation that we're in with China. We need to be forceful. Biden should have already, when that drone went down, Biden should have put two drones up there. We need to get our naval fleet back in the Black Sea. It never should have come out in the first place. So she's all in and they, you know, the people that get rich off making night vision goggles, <laughs> they love her. All right. They love her. Uh, Johnny Cook, let's do a quick social media check in on our friends at Cherry Hill Vavo. Uh, Johnny Cook says, uh, be careful, Rich. Those Javelin missiles can put your eye out. Very good. Uh, Sid sent a link here. Zihau night vision goggles, adult night vision binoculars, military digital infrared goggles with night vision, eight-time optical zoom for dark environments with a link to Amazon.com. Sid, this is made in China. Crap, you know that, right? $229. But I may just buy this for the hell of it because I have an Amazon credit and I may just do it. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely have to buy them. I mean, these look awesome. True IR night vision binoculars. These are great. Binoculars or goggles? Well, that's a great point, Henry. Are they binoculars or goggles? Like, I, I think they're both. I think yeah. they. I think they're. I think they act as eight times optical zoom, so they're both. Like when I think of night vision goggles, I want to be able to like wear them. I don't want to have to like hold them up to my face. No, you're, you're, you you wear them, and then the question is how. See, like, can you see into your neighbor's house with night vision goggles? <laughs> that is not my question. That is yours. I'm just asking the question for a friend. 
Yeah, if you buy those, you're definitely going to end up on a list. <laughs> right. If you buy these on Amazon, Sid, with all due respect, you're definitely on the list. If, if you're, if you, if you have, if you're, if you've got a Betsy Ross flag and you're buying night vision goggles, the FBI is definitely showing up at your door at some point. <laughs> Uh, N.P. Bick says, I love that Matt DeSantis and Henry always fact check Rich about Castro being Trudeau's old man, but Fetter person's body double conspiracy flies. That's true. That's a great observation, actually. That's a great observation by N.P. Bix on Twitter. I do get called out, not Henry, but DeSantis, the sanctimonious over here, well, always calls me out about Trudeau. Yeah, well, I feel like the Fetterman body double story is so ridiculous that no one believes that it's true. Henry? The Trudeau thing is Henry? a little too uh, close for comfort. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm kind of buying it the more Rich talks about Thank it. Thank you. No, you're not. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're not. He is. I mean, I still got my own theories, but... He thinks a six-foot... What is it, A ten-foot alien landed in no, Florida I, I last... No, that, I don't it's true think that, that happened. happened. No, no I didn't. don't. I don't think that happened, so don't put words Wait, in Wait, you mind. don't think that happened? Because no. I have that story from the New York Post I know, today. I know, I know. It's a, it's a Fugazi. What's the story? What, you think it's Fugazi? Yeah. What, what What was the story? Uh, story is that there is a bunch of teenagers yeah, causing... Yeah, yeah, General Fugazi. <laughs> Fugazi. But anyway, what happened? Uh, there's a, the story goes there's a bunch of teenagers causing a, a ruckus down at the Miami Mall, and they had to call, like, 60 squad cars to come break it up. But, you know, apparently the real reason was that there was a, a 10-foot-tall alien mm. uh, that came down and did something or nothing, I guess. But no one's got a good video of it. Like, there's some alleged video of it, you know, like almost like a helicopter bird's eye view of something walking. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. Interesting. And Henry is usually, if there's somebody who's going to buy something like that, it's usually Henry. He thinks the moon's made of cheese. I do like some cheese. I like some cheese too. Is it a good camembert? <laughs> good goat? I feel like it's got to be something like hard, hard cheese. Something earthy, nutty. Uh, well, I'm about uh, I'm all about the buffalo mozzarella, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I now that I have my pizza oven in place, thanks to my buddy Rick Greco, I really owe him a lot. He's my he's my landscaper, you know, Eastern Environmental, and he, he came over and he did it for me, helped me out with this. It was huge. And um, Tom, I'll talk more about Tom, who is the, the the project manager of this. My buddy Tom, who's also building my home studio for me, I'll talk more about him. But when I fire up the pizza oven. Eventually. Steve, who's the plumber, has got to come back and do the gas line. He's a listener to the show as well. So all these people are listeners. You understand? These are my friends. And when I fire that pizza oven up, I will only put buffalo mozzarella on that pizza. You understand? Because that's how they do it in Italy. That's the real deal. It's not a fugazi. And that's how we're going to do it. The real way. The right way. General fugazi. No, 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 no. Cow mozzarella is fugazi. Got it? What Any questions? Shredded mozzarella. I like my pizza with some shredded mozzarella. Can't do shredded no, mozzarella in a wood fire pizza oven because it'll get dry. It'll dry out. Uh, That's the problem. It's yeah, got okay. that stuff on it too. Those preservatives, like shredded out of the bag. Well, it's got plastic, mean? right? Plastic. I mean, I got a story in my show sheet today about all the plastics in food. I imagine it's probably got a lot of plastics, microplastics, well, right? Like the pre-shredded cheese that you get from a bag. There's like a waxy coating on it, so it's not like the best for melting. If you want like a melted cheese, you should like grate it yourself. You have to use for a wood fire pizza oven because it gets so hot. You have to use um, wet mozza- mozzarella. You have to oh, use interesting. that. Interesting. Otherwise, it'll get it'll dry out. Because remember, the pizza's cooking in ninety seconds. If you if you follow the true the the way that they, the Napolitana you know standards, it's like a 
It's like an actual thing. The pizza has to cook in 90 seconds. The dough can only be made of four ingredients. You have to use buffalo mozzarella and you have to use uh, tomatoes from, you know, Mount Vesuvius. What is it? The um, <laughs> San Marzano. Mount no, really. Vesuvius. That's the region. Yes. San Marzano tomatoes. I know there was I so do much the Cento, Cento San Marzanos, which are great. And then you and you've got to put basil. They're like the, you, there's strict standards you have to follow. You understand? You can't just throw the. It's not like willy nilly. You don't just buy dough at a pizzeria and throw it in there with some shredded cheese. Did It'll ever, dry the crap out of it. Do you ever feel lazy and just throw an Elio's brick in there? <laughs> well, so Maz uh, told me one time he will only come to my house if I don't make pizza because I, I wind up being out there so much making pizza. And he looked at me one day. He goes, "You know, you can order these things now, right? <laughs> pizza, like they'll bring them to your house." Yeah, but not like this, they won't. Not like this. All right, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, I have to thank my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo because how to bring in the car in for the regular maintenance. You know, when you've got the lease, you bring it in for the regularly scheduled maintenance, and they take great care of it. My buddy Kellen, my man, Kellen Poole, who's the service guy who uh, always helps us out. And um, I'm driving a, uh, a Volvo courtesy car right now as the car is getting the maintenance done. Just regularly scheduled, no, you know, nothing major or anything like that. But these courtesy cars are great because they're beautiful and they're low mileage. And you can buy one for under $29,000. That's right. Volvo's having a special right now on the S-Class. Volvo S-Class for under $29,000, these courtesy cars. They have less than 5,000 miles on them, and they're beautiful. They're, they're the cars they give you as a loaner or the car they'll use to pick somebody up for valet. Beautiful cars, and they're in pristine condition and less than 5,000 miles. And for under $29,000, this is a no-brainer. The S-Class, these are their beautiful sedans. They're made in South Carolina, so they're made in America. Great, beautiful, fast, late, latest technology on there. It's all on board. It's great. I love it, and you'll love it, too. And Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer at Philly in South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team would love to help you. I saw my buddy Yosef today, too, as I went over there to the dealer. He's a great guy, and, you know, he's a, a veteran. He was served in the Israeli military. Terrific friend. Great guy. Uh, so go see them today, right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. $29,000 for a Volvo S60 courtesy car with less than 5,000 miles. It's it's a no-brainer. What are you waiting for? Go see them today. You'll love the treatment. You'll love the service. You'll love the staff. And you'll love the way that they will ensure your satisfaction because that's what it is about Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, relationships matter. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. We got a lot to get to, and we only have a short time to get there, so let's get right into it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Here's a little highlight reel of uh, Trump from yesterday's town hall meeting. I want to thank, well, my buddy Michael Pelka was the one who retweeted this originally, but it was put together by a person on Twitter by the name of, let's see if I can find it, uh, Mr. Reagan, at Mr. Reagan USA. His favorite moments from the Trump town hall last night with Martha McCallum and Brett Baer. Take a listen. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christie better. Uh, <laughs> we are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We have no choice. We have no choice. You know, uh, I don't get $8 million for doing nothing like Hunter. I don't get 
I don't get $500,000. I don't get $500,000 for doing a painting. It's not a bad idea, I guess, if you can get away with it. DeSantis, I don't know what he really believes, because, you know, you never know with a politician, and he's just another politician as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, I watched him last night. He's standing up with his shoes, his fancy shoes. Uh, There are questions about how much a second term of a Donald Trump presidency, second term, would be about retribution and looking backwards and grievances and how much would be looking forward. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And, and remember this, our ultimate retribution is success. Okay, <clears throat> let me share this clip with you from uh, the town hall meeting last night. This is um, Trump reacting to Chris Christie's decision to drop out. And, and he mentions the hot mic moment. I, I told you that that hot mic moment yesterday where Christie said she's going to get smoked. She's not up to this. That became the big story, and it's why he blew his chance to be able to throw his people, his support to Nikki Haley, and if Nikki Haley were to somehow win New Hampshire, he could take credit for it and ride the Haley train. But that hot mic moment destroyed that. I mean, Nikki Haley will say nice things about him publicly, but she, I mean, the idea of him being by her side is, is now a dead issue, I think. Uh, cut number nine. That was the big news. Uh, late today, the former governor of New Jersey dropped out of the race in New Hampshire. You saw it there. Uh, there's a lot of speculation now that there could be a combining of forces of the people who supported him. He had about 12 percent there. And by some estimates, you're ahead by an average of 14 in the Real Clear Politics average polling in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. So if, if that 12 goes to Nikki Haley, she could give you a run for your money there. Well, you know, you have Democrats in New Hampshire and they vote and you have independents in New Hampshire in large numbers and they vote. And I have polls that show me leading by a tremendous amount in New Hampshire and a lot in Iowa and nationwide. We're leading by almost 60 points. So I'm not exactly worried about it. I understand New Hampshire very well. I've won it twice and did very well with New Hampshire. I love the people. They love me, I think. Uh, we did a good job for New Hampshire economically and even from the standpoint of the military, taking care of the vets. And I think we're going to do very well in New Hampshire. Now, you know, Chris Christie was uh, in and uh, he got a hot mic I heard about. I thought actually the bigger story wasn't the fact that he dropped out. Nobody cared too much about that. But he had a hot mic where he was talking to somebody about uh, the weather, and he happened to say that she doesn't have what it takes. She'll be creamed in the in the election. And I mean, I know her very well, and I happen to believe that Chris Christie's right. That's one of the few things he's been right about, actually. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's the problem here for Christie is that 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 hot mic moment blew it for him. I mean, I told you yesterday it happened live during the show, and it was I I I, I still have a hard time believing it happened. I mean, re- honestly, true. I still have a hard time believing it happened. For, for, for a guy who's so politically smart, this whole presidential campaign by him has been an epic disaster. I mean, it's been an absolute disaster. What does he gain from any of this? Nothing. Nothing. I and mean, he doesn't even now have a horse to back that he can say will re- that will, could redeem him. Why, if you're Nikki Haley, why would you want him around? He brings you nothing outside of New Hampshire. You, you just trashed me on a hot mic. Why would I want you around after this? Cowboys tickets. <laughs> a signed orange sweater by Jerry Jones. <laughs> That's what he wore, right? The orange sweater. 
Yeah, I think so. When he gave him the hug? Ugh. Was it orange or red? I think it was red. red. Was it red? Remember Justin Franiac? Remember him? Yeah, I talked to him all the time. Well, tell him I said hello. I love that guy. At Wing Bowl years ago, when we still had Wing Bowl before um, Wokasee canceled it, he they reenacted that segment, and he was Christy in that. And he wore the, the sweater. <laughs> and they had somebody dress up as Jerry Jones, and he gave him a big hug. That was great. I think that might have been the last Wing Bowl, actually. The last Wing Bowl. It disappeared right before the Me Too movement. It, the exit timed out perfectly. I think uh, technically it timed out with the Eagles winning the Super Bowl because wasn't that Cataldi's thing? If the yeah. Eagles ever won the Super Bowl, they wouldn't have to hold Wing Bowl anymore. I think so. Yeah, but that they, was the excuse. Yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> they couldn't bring it back. Let's face it, Wokasi canceled that for other yeah, reasons. There's... Besides, let's come on, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm not buying that excuse because yeah. I, I assume it was a a high earn, earning event. It was a. Huge event. Remember, people would start, they'd park it and they'd start drinking at like three o'clock in the morning. Companies back in the day used to rent suites for Wing Bull at the Wells Fargo Center. Imagine that renting out suites. And of course, it was it was live during the morning show on WIP, the Angela Gataldi show. So they would start at 6 a.m. and it would go till 10 a.m. All of the uh, gentlemen's clubs in the cities would participate. <laughs> and, and 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 they would all have specials post wing bowl. So after the after wing bowl, you'd go and you'd get Delilah's or whatever, and you'd spend the day there. They'd have specials, and it was it was a whole thing. Wing bowl. I was born too late. Born too late. The good old days, as we say. Wells Fargo was packed too. Every seat was taken. Every, I, there was not. I mean, it was. I went a couple times. One time. <laughs> I, I almost got into a fight with somebody. Just I, I accidentally bumped into somebody by mistake, and this guy was loaded. And it was 6.15 in the morning. <laughs> and I turned around and I said, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. And he got right in my face and was like, you want to go, bro? It's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I actually have to. <laughs> I got stuff to do. But anyway, so uh, Christy, Christy blew it. There's no reason for DeSantis to have him or Nikki Haley to have him around now. Maybe he'll end up, though, well, Simone Sanders from MSNBC has a point. Wouldn't be surprised if you saw Chris Christie at this place coming up. Cut 13. Said so like, mm, I hear what Chris Christie is saying, but he was with Trump before. And I do believe this is the first time we've heard him so clearly say that Joe Biden won in 2020 with a very particular coalition. It was not an Obama coalition. Mm-hmm. It was a Biden coalition. That Biden coalition included base Democratic Party voters. It included progressives with whom are on the other side of the president for a number of things. Uh, even the president would say he's the most progressive president ever. They still are not necessarily with him, but they voted for him and got we ended on that co- on that coalition, independent voters and moderate Republicans. Mm-hmm. Cindy McCain was out there on the campaign trail for Joe Biden in 2020. And as the chairman knows also well, uh, the campaign at that time made a concerted effort. I was an advisor on that campaign, a concerted effort to yeah. court that block. Chris Christie, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you saw him at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago this summer. She may not be wrong. No, I don't think he'll do that. But um well, he may. As a, he may go. I mean, what does he do? He's, he needs a job, so I guess he goes back to ABC. I don't know. Uh, Trump was asked a question if he would leave NATO last night when he was on Fox News Town Hall with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. Cut number ten. Would you be committed to NATO, for example, in a second Trump term? Depends if they treat us properly. Look, NATO is taking advantage of our country. 
the European countries took advantage of, uh, I want to use the word starting with an S, but I don't want to do it because I see some young, very good looking children in the audience and I assume they're watching on television. But they took advantage of us on trade and then they took advantage of us on our military protection. Of the 28 countries at the time, only eight countries were paid up. We were paying the difference. And I went to them, I said, if you don't pay, we're not going to protect you. And they said, do you mean that? I said, I mean that. And the next day, billions of dollars poured into NATO. The reason they have money right now to prosecute what they're doing with helping Ukraine is because of the money I got them. So, you know, peace through strength. The other the other question that was uh, asked last night was about the uh, the China virus, where it came from. Of course, you know, I disagree with President Trump on this. I maintain this virus came from an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries and a raccoon dog aioli. But that's just me. Cut number 11. When we had just prior to the China virus coming in, if you don't mind, I'd like to be accurate as opposed to COVID. It is the China virus. It came out of Wuhan. And I said a long time ago in your show, your show it came out of Wuhan. They were saying it came out of caves, bat caves, 2,000 miles away. It came out of Italy. It came out of France. No, it came out of Wuhan, the labs. And I don't. And by the way, I don't think it was done. I think it was done out of incompetence. That's what I think. I believe that a scientist went out, said hello to his girlfriend. And that was the end of that. She died. And then people started dying all over the place. But who knows? Who knows? I can tell you one thing. I got along with President Xi, but I took in four hundred billion dollars in tariffs and taxes from China. And one of the reasons China's not doing so well today is because of those tariffs. And Biden wants to cut them. You know, he got paid off by China after all. So he wants to help the people that gave him a lot of money. But he, you know, he's a Manchurian candidate in a true sense. He got money from China. He got money from Russia. You remember the debate where Chris Wallace, how is he doing, I wonder? But Chris Wallace, <laughs> when, I said, when I said to Biden, I asked him a question. I said, how come you got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife? And Chris Wallace wouldn't let me ask me. I said, why are you stopping this? Now it's turned out to be a big deal. He got three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife. I tell you this, uh, we're going to have a success that's so great that I won't have. Hopefully I won't have time for retribution. There won't be retribution. There'll be success. Uh, the um, the issue of immigration obviously came up. Trump last night said we're going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We have no choice. At one point, Democrats agreed with this position. Now, though, they have a much different take on it, which I will share with you momentarily, why they're just being so brazen at this point about their support for open borders. And one New York congresswoman saying the quiet part out loud, very, very out loud, I should argue. But here's what Trump said last night on this issue. uh, Cut 12. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable did you see in new york city with it getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place we are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country we're bringing everybody back to where they came from we have no choice we have no choice ah you do have a choice mr president because congress is going to fight you on this because the democrats are not holding anything back nothing Here is a New York congresswoman by the name of Yvette Clark, and she says New York can absorb the massive influx of illegal immigrants, and she needs them, by the way. She needs them. She's openly advocating this. She's she's saying the quiet part out loud as we say 
Cut 17. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. Let's understand what she's saying here. This is why Congressman Tom Massey has proposed an amendment to the United States Constitution that says redistricting can only be apportionment, can only be U.S. citizens as part of the count. So every 10 years, as per the Constitution, we do a census, as you know, and we use that number to apportion congressional districts. There are only 435 seats in the House of Representatives. That number's fixed. So you have to spread that out among 350 million Americans. And to do that, sometimes states get more seats, sometimes states get less. The, the plot here, the, the, the plot by the left is to flood the zone of red states with illegal immigrants for the purposes of taking over power and to flood the zone of blue states for the purposes of getting more seats in the House. Because, yes, those illegal immigrants are counted as part of the congressional apportionment. So what she's saying here is that her district, for example, you know, all the people that are moving out of New York, all the people that are moving out of New York State because it's so expensive. Well. That means New York could lose a congressional seat, and if that happens, what they do is they redraw the map and then some people, you know, someone's going to lose their seat in the House of Representatives and then they, they figure out who. And then they move it around and they give, you know, this person gets that town and that person gets that town and that sort of thing. And they, they change the makeup of the districts. But if you flood the zone with illegal immigrants and you count those people towards your number for apportionment, you may gain a seat in the House of Representatives. And also, by the way, you gain another electoral vote. Because the dirty little secret is, of course, is that the electoral votes are based on the number of seats you have in the House and your two U.S. senators. That's why a state like Montana only has three electoral votes. Wyoming only has three because it has one member of Congress, Hawaii, who's voted at large statewide. And that's it. But California has. Whatever the number is, I think, 46, 48 electoral votes, whatever it is, Texas, New York. I mean, the, the, those are the big three. And for Texas's purposes. They want illegal immigrants to, be, to stay in Texas so that they'll vote Democrat and they can eventually change the power dynamic in that state. And then they also want the illegal immigrants to go to New York so they can maybe potentially pick up another seat in Congress. And with it, more electoral votes, more electoral power. Um, and they're not hiding this anymore. Here's uh, Congressman Benny Thompson. Actually, when I come back, let me take a quick break. I'll come back. A major confession by Congressman Benny Thompson that, yes, this is all about open borders. Yes, it's all about open borders. Plus, the attorney general of New York State slams Donald Trump. He slams her back. I got that for you. And uh, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, is back, this time preparing for disease X. I'll share those details with you as well. But this new year, it's time to finally lose that weight and the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. 
NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get you into the fat-burning zone. Then, NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number, 855-5-NJ-DIET or njdiet.com, njdiet.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.